Come, have a seat in the Scald Circle, and hear the tale of the Death Bree, as told by Menogen. Before we begin our tale, did you know that we release new stories for free every week on Wednesdays? Be certain to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, Podbean, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. That way, you'll never miss out when we release free bonus stories on other days of the week. Never forget, visit thescaldcircle.com to stay up to date with all of our current happenings, and to also visit our story archive, sorted by origin and region. Now then, this begins the tale of the Death Bree. There was once a woman who lived in the Campdelmore of Strathaven, whose cattle were seized with a moraine, or some such fell disease, which ravaged the neighborhood at the time, carrying off great numbers of them daily. All the forlorn fires and hallowed waters failed of their customary effects, and she was at length told by the wise people, whom she consulted with on the occasion, that it was evidently the effect of some infernal agency, the power of which could not be destroyed by any other means than the never-failing specific, the juice of a dead head from the churchyard. A nostrum certainly very difficult to procure, considering that the head must needs be abstracted from the ground at the hour of midnight. Being, however, a woman of stout heart and strong faith, native feelings of delicacy towards the sanctity of the dead had more weight than the fear in restraining her for some time from resorting to this desperate remedy. At length, seeing that her stock would soon be annihilated by the destructive career of the disease, the wife of Campdelmore resolved to put the experiment in practice, whatever the result might be. Accordingly, having with considerable difficulty engaged a neighboring woman as her companion in this hazardous expedition, they set out a little bit before midnight for the parish churchyard. It was about a mile and a half from her residence. On arriving at the churchyard, her companion, whose courage was not so notable, appalled by the gloomy prospect before her, and she refused to enter the habitations of the dead. She, however, agreed to remain at the gate till her friend's business was accomplished. This circumstance, however, did not stagger the wife's resolution. She, with the greatest coolness and intrepidity, proceeded towards what she supposed was an old grave, took down her spade, and commenced her operations. After a good deal of toll, she arrived at the object of her labor. Raising the first head, or rather skull, that came in her way, she was about to make it her own property, when a hollow, wild voice exclaimed, This is my head! Let it alone! Not wishing to dispute the claimant's title to his head, and supposing she could be otherwise provided, she very good-naturedly, returned it and took up another. This is my father's head, bellowed the same voice. Wishing, if possible, to avoid disputes, the wife of Camptomore took up another head, when the same voice instantly started to claim it as his grandfather's head. Well, replied the wife, nettled at her disappointments. Although it were your grandmother's head, you shan't get it till I'm done with it. What do you say, you limmer, says the ghost, starting up in his awry habiliments. 
What do you say, you lemma? repeated he in great rage. By the great oath, you had better leave my grandfather's head. Upon matters coming to this length, the wily wife of Camptomore thought it proper to assume a more conciliary aspect. Telling the claimant the whole particulars of the predicament in which she was placed, she promised faithfully that if his honor would only allow her to carry off his grandfather's skull, or head in a peaceable manner, she would restore it again when done with. Here, after some communing, they came to an understanding, and she was allowed to take the head along with her, on condition that she should restore it before cock-crowing, under the heaviest penalties. On coming out of the churchyard and looking for her companion, she had the mortification to find her without a mouthful of breath in her body. For on hearing the dispute between her friend and the guardian of the grave, and suspecting much that she was likely to share the unpleasant punishments with her threatened friend, at the bare recital of them she fell down in a faint, from which it was no easy manner to recover her. This proved no small inconvenience to Camptomore's wife, as there were not above two hours to elapse ere had she to return the head according to her terms of the agreement. Taking her friend upon her back, she carried her up a steep acclivity to the nearest adjoining house, where she left her for the night, then repaired home with the utmost speed, made dead brie of the head ere the appointed time had expired, restored the skull to its guardian, and placed the grave in its former condition. It is needless to add that, as a reward for her exemplary courage, the brie had its desired effect. The cattle speedily recovered, and so long as she retained any of it, all sorts of diseases were of short duration. And that is the tale of the death brie. Thank you for listening to our story. If you enjoyed it, please take a look at our Patreon page to learn how you can earn great rewards while also supporting us. We appreciate even the smallest of contributions as they allow us to continue to release new stories every week for free on Wednesdays, and also provide you with bonus stories for your listening pleasure. Visit us at thescaldcircle.com to view our story archive, sorted by origin and region, and to stay up to date with all of our current developments. Once again, thank you for listening to our story.